0: thank you Jesus glory to your name Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Will make such a, the greatest difference and how you receive and how much you receive from God. Amen. And when we come with that open heart and Lord, speak to me. He doesn't fail his people. Amen. We say, Lord, work in me. I'm not going to resist you. It. Oh, it's amazing what his spirit can do in our hearts. So oh, praise the Lord. We are so blessed to have the unis, but I'm not going to forget to dismiss the children. Children, you are dismissed to children's church. Amen. I always forget when we have guest speakers, but I get so excited about introducing them. And then they all start <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's so good to have you.
2: Thank you, Pastor. What a joy, what a privilege it is for us to minister at our Florida home church. And uh, we're just so thrilled to be here. Thank you, Pastor, for inviting us and giving us the opportunity. And, you know, a couple of keys to the church being the church that it is, whether it's this church or whatever church it would be, is one key is the Holy Spirit. The other key is intercessory prayer. So we thought we would, by God guiding us, we're going to combine those two things. This morning our message deals with the Holy Spirit, and on Wednesday, as Pastor mentioned, we'll be teaching on intercessory prayer. And that's what makes this church the great church that it is, and, uh, and wherever it would be. In fact, uh, just a quick testimony. Our friends that were here from Indiana, pastor friends that were here from Indiana, stayed here a couple of weeks at the Mission House. And uh, they just were so impressed and so loved this church that, in fact, they already signed up for next year. <laughs> they want to be here next year. And to top that off, they not only signed up for next year, but they wanted to get on the list to buy a place here when there's one that opens up. And so you all have treated them so wonderfully, and uh, they just were so, so impressed. And uh, But it's the Holy Spirit, and it's people praying that make a church what it is, so we we commend you and we sense it ourselves and obviously they sensed it very much because they want to come back and they want to even live here if possible. So so we thank you again for the opportunity to be here. Now just before we share the message of the morning, let me just take a quick moment if I could to mention the table that is set up in the foyer area with some books and CDs. We do apologize for the fact that we are low in our product amount. Uh, We have an order. Coming, so it should be here hopefully by Wednesday. It's somewhere between here and Massachusetts. So, uh, anyway, uh, hopefully the rest of our stuff will be here by then. But let me mention the table and tell you how it works in case you're new to our services. The table runs itself. Don't feel like we have to be back there. Don't wait for us to come back there. If you're buying a book, you're buying a CD, you'll find a gray box on the table. Paying with a check, make it out Fresh Fire Ministries, put in the gray box. Paying with cash, put into the gray box. If you need change, then come and find us, paying with a credit card or a debit card, then come and find us. Otherwise, table runs itself. Everything's available for a $15 donation unless there's a sticker saying something else. Some books are $10 of a $10 sticker on them. Some CD packages are $20 of a $20 sticker on them, and that's because there's two CDs in there. But if there's no sticker on something, it would be $15. Now, obviously our theme this morning is the Holy Spirit. Well, there's books on a lot of different subjects back there, books on prayer, books on fasting, books on end times. There's books on what to do on the worst day of your life. There's just a myriad of different things, but there's two books dealing with the Holy Spirit, books that we've written ourselves. This one's called More Power supersizing the working of the Holy Spirit for life and ministry, a guide to the baptism in the Holy Spirit. What is the baptism in the Holy Spirit? How can I receive the baptism? How do I put it to use in my life? How do I not short-circuit the baptism in the Holy Spirit? Several other topics. So that's available back there, one of the $10 books. And then more recently, another book we've written called God's Power Tools for Life and Ministry, a Guide to the Gifts of the Holy Spirit found in First Corinthians chapters 12 and 14. What are the gifts of the Holy Spirit? What are Bible examples of the gifts in operation? What are some testimonies of the gifts in operation today? Also one of the $10 books. Now, you can get it from Amazon for $12.99. If you're not a Prime member, you need to add another 3 or $4 to that. Hey, you can get it back there, $10. No shipping, so obviously the best deal is back there. Uh, music, music. Um, Old Hymns of the Church, sung country style by Alan Jackson. We have a couple of those. Uh, We had, I think, one other one. Mitch just bought the last one, so that that one's gone. So all we've got is Alan Jackson right now. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, uh, we encourage you to look at what's available back there. And then two other things to quickly mention. You want to get our newsletter, write down your name and address. The written newsletter comes out hardly ever. So if you haven't got one since last year, we haven't left you off the list. We haven't sent one out since last year. But, but we do a weekly emailing. Every single week we send out a weekly emailing. lets you know where we've been, what God's done in the services. You want to get the weekly emailing, write down your email address. You want to get both of them, write down both addresses. And then one last thing, we encourage you please pick up one of our prayer cards. We obviously believe very much personally in intercessory prayer because we are the recipients of your intercessory prayers for us. And we encourage you, pick up a card, put it on your refrigerator, put it in your Bible, put it in a book you're reading, and whenever you see the card, remember us in prayer. And when you've got thousands of people across America and around the world praying for something that's powerful, last week we were in Palm Bay, Florida, they're praying for this service. The week before that was Chiefland, Florida, before that Sebring, Florida, before Tampa, Florida, before that Lakeland, Florida. Now we're asking you to join that army of prayers. Pray God's going to minister in Stark, Florida next Sunday. After that, we'll be in Crawfordville, Florida, Miami, Florida. On and on it goes. Doesn't matter where we go, we need God every single week. That's the bottom line. No week can say, well, God, this week you take a rest, we'll do this one on our own. Wow. There is no such week. We need God every single week. So be our partners in ministry. Pray for us, and we'd appreciate it so very, very much. I think that's all we're going to share regarding the table. We're going to ask you to stand with me, if you would, please. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you would to a very familiar portion of Scripture, the book of Acts, chapter number 1. And we're going to read verses 4, 5, and 8 this morning. Acts chapter 1, verses 4, 5, and 8. Now, as you're turning there this morning, let me share a foundation in this way. If you've been watching on online or reading online or Facebook, or I'm not on Facebook, but if you're into Facebook or whatever, one of the things that's been very common in recent days in the Christian world particularly is what God is doing in various places in our nation today. You probably have heard about the Asbury University in Kentucky and the revival that is happening there. It's a Wesleyan holiness college, but God is... Touching lives in a wonderful, wonderful way by His Holy Spirit. God is doing a work in Asbury University. Just started after a chapel service. A couple of students were praying. And it just grew and it grew and it grew. And it's, it's God's powerfully moving by His Spirit and touching lives. What's interesting is it's a very different temperament than some other revivals. It, it's just very, kind of quiet, low-keyed, but God's touching lives. And then it has kind of spread over to Lee University, which is in Tennessee. Now, this is a Church of God uh, university. And again, God touching lives, a, a Pentecostal university. God pouring out his Holy Spirit there in a wonderful, wonderful way. God doing exciting things in our nation in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of all the stuff that's happening. God is doing some exciting things. And it could be the beginning of what God is wanting to do on a greater scale and more, more, more nationwide. But let me share one more example. And this came out regarding the Assemblies of God and what God was doing at James River Assembly of God in Springfield, Missouri. And this was in the AG News, and it was, there, it was written last summer, early summer, I think it was. But listen to what God has been doing there. James River Church, Assemblies of God in Springfield, Missouri, Pastor John Lindell says every week 80 to 100 people are accepting Christ. Numbers the church has never seen on a sustained basis. And then, and that's, that's only the beginning, because then he went on to say, and we have seen people heal before but nothing anywhere close to the numbers we are seeing healed on a weekly basis or the magnitude of the healings. Healings of brain cancer, deafness, muscle tears, rotator cuff injuries, migraines, nerve injuries. Pastor Lindell says, I've been in the ministry for 37 years, and in all my years of ministry, I have never seen anything Like this. He says, and this kind of leads into our message this morning. He says it's all the Holy Spirit. Baptism in the Holy Spirit is the key to everything God wants to do through us. And unless we understand the necessity, the power, and the purpose of the baptism, we will never prioritize it in our lives. And I'll listen to this last paragraph. Pastor Lindell makes it clearer that this move of the Spirit isn't just for James River. He believes that prophetic messages given over a century ago may be coming to pass, where another outpouring of the Spirit will spread across the land. And that's what we believe, that's what we pray for, and that's what we long to see and are hungry for. Let me read the text this morning now. Acts chapter 1, reading verses 4, 5, and 8 from the New King James Version, it says,
1: And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem,
2: but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard of from me. For John shall be baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Verse 8, But you shall receive power.
1: When the Holy
2: Spirit has come upon you and you should be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. If you'll join with me this morning, let's pray together out loud, Make it our personal prayer as we pray this prayer together out loud this morning. Pray pray with me out loud, please. Dear God, I thank you for who you are and for what you are doing in my heart in my life, and in this church. And this morning, I ask you to further your work in my heart, in my life, and in this church. Have your way in me this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated, please. You know Jesus, the master teacher... He often used everyday objects to teach what he was trying to get across. He used a mustard seed on an occasion. He used a coin on another occasion. Another time he used a grain of wheat. Well, this morning we're going to use this. you remember this? The flip phone. I I still got one, and there are several here. I'm sure that do. And by the way, that's nothing personal. If somebody has a flip phone this morning, I had this for years. I had this flip phone for years, and I loved it. I was comfortable with it. And I mean, with this flip phone, I could talk, I could text,
0: I could tell time,
2: I could get little pictures. I could share little pictures, and I loved having my flip phone. And then a couple of years ago, our cell phone provider sent me an email, and the cell phone provider said this, we will give you a brand new 5G smartphone. Brand new smartphone, 5G, it won't cost you a thing, won't cost you a thing, Your rate will not go up at all. And it was just too good of a deal to pass up.
1: And so I ended up getting
2: a smartphone. It's been a learning curve ever since, but I ended up getting a smartphone. And I found that this smartphone can do everything that the flip phone did, plus much more. With this I can actually see the pictures that I'm getting now. Pastors were notorious for sending us pictures of the motel reservation. They get the receipt and they they text me the picture and I've got this 1-inch picture on my flip phone trying to figure out where in the world are we staying. Now Beth, she had a smartphone ready. I had to send it from my phone. her phone so we could find out what motel we were staying at.
1: Well, in fact, just yesterday the pastor
2: from Stark, he texted me something, but now that I had a smartphone, I could see the motel we are going to stay at next Saturday night. But I could now see the pictures. Also, I found I could get directions now that I had a smartphone. A while back I was going to watch our our youngest granddaughter's a baseball game, softball game. I knew what city it was in, Beth wasn't along with me, and so I'm by myself driving there to Beloit, Wisconsin to see her play her softball game. I got to Beloit and then I realized I don't have a clue as to where that field is. But now, with a smartphone, I can find the field or I can find where I'm going. Also, texting got a whole lot easier. Remember texting with a flip phone? Remember trying to text with this? You sit there pushing these button, boom, 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 boom. So it'd take me 15 minutes to send a text. And some pastors were just notorious about texting, you know. And I thought, you know, I could have called them three times in the time that it took me to write this one text. Now texting has come up with a whole, texting is a whole new world now. I mean, it's a piece of cake. It's almost a joy to send a text now. And you can look up information. Whatever you want to know, you can look it up. It, it, there's just so much more. And then you can add to that other things the smartphone can do. I mean, you can use it as a flashlight.
0: You can use it to measure distance. You can use it as a magnifying glass. Use it as a map. Use it as a pedometer.
2: I mean, the list is endless. And then about, then you can get apps and you can go into a whole other world. But it illustrates what the baptism in the Holy Spirit can do in the life of a believer. The baptism in the Holy Spirit takes everything the Holy Spirit's already doing and gives us more. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is promised by God. In Joel chapter 2, verses 28 and 29, it says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I, God, will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Also on my servants and my maidservants, I'll pour out my spirit in those days. It was promised by God. It was promised by John the Baptist in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. John the Baptist said, I need baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire." You find it was promised by Jesus. Luke 24, verse 49. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And then the baptism in the Holy Spirit was commanded by, to be received by Jesus. Acts chapter 1, verse 4, we read in our text. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise, of the Father, which he said you have heard it from me. Every time I read that verse, there's a word that jumps out at me. It's that word commanded. He commanded them. I thought it must be the new King James I'm reading, but go back to the old King James. You know what I said? He commanded them. You read the NIV translation, he commanded them. You read the ESV translation, he ordered them. But I couldn't find any translation anywhere where it said, well, he suggested to them. Or He implied to them. Or He insinuated to them. He commanded them. He commanded them, don't leave Jerusalem without this. And then we find that the baptism in the Holy Spirit was initially poured out on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2 verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all of one accord in one place. Skipping down to verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then the baptism in the Holy Spirit, we are told, would be available to every believer from that day forward. Peter, when he preached his explanation in Acts chapter 2, verse 39, Peter said, "For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God, shall call." So what was the purpose of the baptism in the Holy Spirit? The disciples, they already had the Holy Spirit dwelling within them. John chapter 20, verse 22, it says, When he had said this, he breathed on them, and he said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus breathed upon his disciples and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. I compare that to today. When a person comes to Christ, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within them. Every believer has the Holy Spirit dwelling within them. Every believer has the Holy Spirit dwelling within them. Paul said in Romans chapter 8, We are born of the Spirit. He said, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. Every believer has the Holy Spirit dwelling within them. But then the baptism in the Holy Spirit would give them more. The baptism in the Holy Spirit doesn't take away what we have, but it gives us more. It's kind of like with the phones. The flip phone, you can talk, you can text, you can show time and date and does some other things. But the smartphone does everything the flip phone does, plus a whole lot more. You know, if somebody were to say, Preacher, give me a one-word explanation or a one-word description of the baptism in the Holy Spirit, the one word I would use is, More. He gives us more. He gives us more. In one sense of the word, we could say, Every believer has this, but every believer can have this in the spiritual sense. So this morning, for these next few moments, let me mention some areas of more. First of all, more power. The baptism in the Holy Spirit gives us more power. The disciples, they already had the Holy Spirit dwelling within them. But Jesus was emphatic that they needed this extra power. Luke chapter 24, 24, verse 49. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. They needed this extra power. Think with me for a moment. Those disciples, they had seen Jesus minister. They knew how to do ministry. They had heard what Jesus said. They had heard the promises. And now Jesus was standing right before them. Jesus was there. I mean, they had the message. They had the proof that the message worked. They had all of this in place. So, in one way of looking at it, they could have thought, well, hey, we got the message. We got the proof. Let's go to it. What's holding us back? Let's go. Let's get this thing going. But Jesus says, wait. Jesus said, wait. Because they needed this extra sense of power. They needed this extra sense of power. You look at Peter uh, in John chapter 1. We read where Andrew came to Jesus. And there he found, then he found his brother Simon. And he brought him to Jesus. And Jesus looked at Simon and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. Both names mean rock. Cephas was the Aramaic name, Peter was the Greek name. But while both